Dennis and Andy show shirts. We've got our banner that we're going to take to conventions behind us. And yes, it does get taller than that. But for the show, that's good enough. It fits perfectly. It fits perfectly. That's what she said. Exactly. Nice. So yes, we are back. Dennis is back from his two-week vacation in Hawaii. Uh, you can't really tell he got a tan. Hawaii, yes. Yes, which is so close to Wisconsin, it's scary how you confuse the two. There's beaches in Wisconsin. There are. We actually did go to one. See? Close okay. enough. Rock Lake has a beach, what? which we never knew because they always swam on the rock side. But now there's a beach. So we did. I see, did see that. one. Water wasn't probably crystal, crystal clear like Hawaii, though. Uh, it was not. It wasn't bad, but it was not. It any, was definitely not Hawaii. Any babes and thongs like Hawaii? No, we're in Wisconsin. Oh. Yes. Midwife's <laughs> farmer's daughters. Wait, Just hold remember, on. the Beach Boys got it right. Any babes? Um there's there 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 were some. There were some. There's Wisconsin hot and and then there's real hot. And then there's the rest of the country. Yeah. No, the town I grew up in, you could say the same thing. So that's okay. It, it is. It's fine. Yeah, it, 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 it was hot. it was fine. Besides. But man, it's great to be back. We are the heroes that you guys need. That's right. Not the ones you necessarily want. So like, you know, if your uh, building's on fire, I'm not rushing in to save you. Now, if there's a dog in the building, I'll kick you out of the way and use you as a shield to save the dog. He would. Or cat. But, but not you. And if there's a fish, I'm just going to let him boil in his water and die slowly. Wow. What a fish hater. No, it's just, you know, no, they won't know. No. It's not going to be instant boil, instant You're death. It's going, to be, it's going to be throwing like the frog or the lobster into the boiling pot. It goes slow. They don't know it, and then it just dies. That is, that is just like the frog. It is the boiling frog test. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's lobster, I thought. Is it no, it's frog. Yes, if you turn up slowly, the, the, frog, the frog doesn't know he's being boiled. It is literally a thing. You can uh -huh. Google it. Yes, it's the boiling no, frog. No, I know it's a thing. I just thought it was lobster, not nope. frog. No, lobsters, is, that's when they're full boiling, and then you put them in, and they screech and go, and you can hear some popping. And then my and then my daughter never wants to, to eat it again. So now we've got an interesting test. So you guys saw the intro that we just did. On our Monday video, guess what happened? Mean, nasty, old YouTube gave us three strikes. Well, on, on a video. Well, well, hold on, hold on. You don't want to use the word strike in case YouTube sees this because a strike is a real thing. We actually didn't get it. If you get a strike on your on your channel, you get three strikes and they pull your channel. Oh. So we didn't get a strike. What do they call it? They we got it. we got a notification. I went to the video the next day to check it out, and it said this video can't be played here because of blah blah blah. And I was like, what the hell? So I. I talked to Dennis because Dennis, it's under his sign. It doesn't matter. Dennis controls the stuff. So we had three copyright strikes for the video. Right. So, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Three copyright strikes. That's different. Yeah. Right. So they said we, we, not, we, we can't monetize, which we're not eligible for anyway because we don't have enough subscribers yet. But only you can make that happen. That's right. So prevent forest you fires. prevent forest fires. And more importantly, if you don't live near a forest, 
you don't care about those then. So hit like and subscribe to the channel. That's right. So what was interesting is Annie goes, so can you tell what it is? Well, you have to start digging really deep into it. Well, we wound up really digging in. I finally found out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there was the name of this unknown song that said that we played. And I'm like, I don't even know the name of that song because we don't use anything that's copyrighted. We well, one of the songs was Respect. You know, Respect. Yeah, so songs one and three that they said were unknown songs that we have never heard of. The middle song that it said at this point was Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And I was like, we, and I, I'm like, dude, we never played that. And he's like, no, we would never do that. So we went in there and I, I went and copy and pasted and found this, the other two that they said. And I'm like, and I'm watching the videos of these songs. I'm like, yeah, that's not ours whatsoever. No, we use, and I will give a shout out, uh, a website called bensound.com, which is copyright free music. And they have some music, which you can download for free. Or if you, if there's another track you like on their website, you just pay a nominal fee and then you download it. But, you know, I'm cheap, so I download the free stuff, but it's copyright free. So never had an issue. Yep. All of a sudden we got three and I'm like, particularly Aretha Franklin, we would know you could not use that oh, yeah. song. So because I respect her. That's right. So the only options that we have, it says you can either, you know, delete the video. You can remove all the sound from everything um, over the start and the ending point that they said that you're playing it. Or they have this new beta feature that allows you to basically pull up and just try and remove the music. And I was like, well, if we want it to be shown, I guess we'll try doing it. And it's an incredibly long, tedious process. And, yeah, we went and checked, and they did remove the, the sound from, like, our intro. Afterwards, all of a sudden, it just goes. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Not much. Maybe a couple seconds. Yeah, and, so. but there's no way to properly get in contact with yeah, YouTube because obviously I went through the help menu and went on there and I was like, your algorithm sucks. Your algorithm is wrong. You misidentified all three of the songs that you classified because they weren't even in there. I'm like, we don't use any, any uh, royalty music. And so, let me tell you something. The one thing, Dennis, I hate is being misidentified. That's right. Do not misidentify us. Okay? That's right. We are DNA. Exactly. Easy enough to Don't use any other letters. But, yeah, so, I mean, it was ridiculous. And, you know, on, just like the thing that kills me with YouTube and Facebook and any of those things, Twitter, there's no phone number you can call. It. Like, you remember back in the day when you had an issue with a, service, a company or service? Right. You'd usually call a 1-800 number. You get the stupid phone bank of, if you want this, press this. If you want this, press this. Blah, blah, blah. There's nobody you can even call, which is ridiculous for those companies that make that much money that they don't have a call center. Well, look what has happened with my Facebook. Remember with that oh, Facebook, yeah. it got hacked. There was physically nobody to talk to. And you can even Google it and they say, yeah, there is no one to talk to. Here's a number, but it's a defunct number. And they don't want you to, and it puts you into a catch-22. What an absolute nightmare because they don't care. They do not care. And we're sad because this should be a good platform for everybody. Stop censoring things and then miscensoring something that didn't exist. And it's really a conspiracy because we were not too kind to the Black Widow movie. Dennis, more than me, was not kind to it. And I might actually poke at a joke this time. You weren't. 6.5 is not a terrible movie. No, and I said 7.0 by the end of it. Now, I did drop a couple F-bombs during our review of it. But, but that's still, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but anyhow, you know who is nice to you? I am with my fulfillment of First Man, which is in demand. It's shilling time. Shilling time. And you just shilled this morning and had to uh, send some out. That's right. You? I shilled this morning. Sent one off to Australia. Thank you very much. Um, in demand, 64-page graphic novel. Goes out the door. Well, now it would be tomorrow if you back it. Um, 64 pages. 
fun-filled action. If you like Spider-Man type humor and Captain Marvel, Shazam, Billy Batson changing into a, a great hero, then you'll love this story of Luke Henry changing into this guy to fight this large guy, Monarch, with help from the ever-so-vivacious Penumbra. So uh, if you haven't backed it, back it now. It's getting great reviews from the people that have backed it. So everybody that has, thank you very much. And uh, check that out. Also, before we get on with it, First Man Volume 2 Learning Curve. There's a link in the description below the video for this and for uh, First Man Volume 1. Sign up. And once I launch the campaign, you will get an extra 10% off. Ooh. For signing up, just type in your email address. Boom, you'll get an extra 10% off. That's the easy way to go. Uh, you know what? I say we watch the video because somebody might be going, well, what's First Man Volume 2? It's this. Oh my God, that is so thrilling. It had me on the edge of my seat every time I see it. I had to hold Dennis down. He was shaking so hard. I did. He, he can't. My shoulder popped out. Yeah, exactly. He can't wait for it. So sign up, get 10% off when the campaign launches, which I'm thinking about launching on Friday. So there you go. Now we know what time it is. It's time for What Did the Boys Get? It's Wednesday, new Wednesday. comic book day. Two weeks you guys went without knowing what we bought. Are we going to fill in those two-week gaps? Nope. No. No, we're not. Because there's too many books. <laughs> I actually had a big week last week. I picked up like five things, which, trust me, is huge for me. This guy, you don't even want to know. Um, yeah, too many books. So we're just going to continue on. Like the past two weeks just went right by. So here we go. Batman Detective. This is a book I'm getting. Uh, Tom Taylor writing it, Andy Kubert doing the art. I love Andy's art and storytelling and the actual story in this. I'm happy to say is a really good detective story. So uh, I give it two thumbs up. The basic gist is in the first issue, I don't mind saying this because it's been out. Uh, in the first issue, uh, Batman comes. There's, a, there's basically a plane that was hijacked. The plane goes down. Everybody on the plane dies. You come to find out. They were all people that Batman has saved in Gotham City one way or another. And you're just like, whoa, he went through the trouble of saving all these people throughout his career. And they all end up on this plane that goes down. So uh, he needs to find out why, what's happening. So issue four came out and uh, I got it. And uh, well, that is uh, every book you will see from here on out is a dentist book. I know that just kind of makes me sad. Andy. It makes me sad too, because honestly I looked and I looked like, I, I'll be honest. I picked up this to look through because I'm like, Oh, Thor and cat fighting. But then I'm like, ah, it's issue 15. I don't have one through 14. Forget it. Yeah. It's Thor. Everybody knows I've been picking up Thor. It's been, it's been good. It's been good. I'll keep picking it up. It's going to probably stay right there with my X titles unless something changes. Cool. Excalibur. Eh, with the aftermath of everything that that's been uh, going on with the gal and stuff, we're gonna we're gonna finally start seeing you know the effects of the large gal. You can always go back and check out our previous videos and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you want to see what you know how the gala ended, the big news and everything, and now we get to see what what's going on with in in Britain. 
Ooh. Yeah. They, they brought back Captain Britain, their original Captain Britain, in his original costume. I would buy Excalibur just because of that. But no. Yeah, he's he's actually got a different kind of oh, way of is, Wait, wait, wait. Is he General Britain? No. No, he's not. Masters of Arms Britain? Nope. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter Britain? Nope. Captain Avalon, I think. is, is, is Captain Avalon? Yeah. What, is he going door-to-door selling makeup? Yeah, something. I'm the Avalon lady. And I know it's Avon, but uh, I you hear Avalon, and you're just like, I know, my grandmother was an Avon lady, so oh, I know Jesus, all about it. Sad. Way of X, eh. Took his genitals away. Eh. I have not been overly impressed with Way of X. Wow. Um, is this a mini? I don't remember. Not supposed to be. Kind of hoping oh. it is. So, yeah, I've been, I've been a little less than stellar pleased. Ooh, no, we don't like to hear that. It, it's not Children of Adam bad, but uh, yeah, same thing with X-Corp. Um, it's, it's just done kind of unnecessary. This is dealing with the pharmaceuticals and stuff. Yeah, I mean this. When, when you think of a really good superhero movie uh, or a comic <laughs> book, you think of pharmaceuticals. I was about to say, I mean, nothing against this cover and stuff. It's actually a cool design. And everything, but I mean seriously, this book cannot be selling even over fifty. I can't. I just can't see this book selling over fifteen, twenty thousand tops. You know, in maybe, this day and age, maybe we'll have to look up. This would be one of the research projects. Look up to see what which comic books haven't been selling because I'm assuming they'll still release numbers even if they're delayed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think we should be able to find it because this is just ridiculous. Who cares? Oh, hey guys, what's the farmer? What's the evil pharmaceutical man doing today? Yeah, it's it's an X book. Yeah. Now, Aliens Aftermath. Now, now this one's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's the 35th anniversary, yes. um, and it's a return to uh, Hadley's Hope. It's been 35 years since the tragedy of the Hadley's Hope colony, but what happened to that ill-fated venture that has been shrouded in mystery? Now, that's the one with Sigourney Weaver, right? Obviously. Yep. A so. renegade crew of investigative journal uh, journalists are heading towards the moon that Waylon Utani has wiped from all their records but they're going to bring it back the truth, even if it kills them. And what remains in that bombed out site will do just that. So they've got Benjamin Percy, uh, Dave Watcher. Imagine a terrifying possible future for the LV-426 in this celebration of the 35th anniversary. So it looks like it's a one shot because um, I, you know, uh, I'm looking to see if I can see a number two and I, I don't see number two being solicited. So I picked it up because, you know, the regular Alien series has been quite solid. I've, I've enjoyed it. You can go back in and see our reviews and stuff on it. Uh, Benjamin Percy's the guy that writes the new Wolverine series. So yeah. maybe, it's, uh, maybe it'll be good. You'd have to let me know. Uh, I was on the fence, but I couldn't tell if it was a one-shot or not, so I left it on the stand. But if, you, if it's a one-shot, I might get it because I, I do like the Aliens movies and, and that stuff. So yeah, uh, we'll see. Bunny mask. Now, bunny mask. That was one. Um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, life exploded around uh, Tyler uh, Severin um, as depictions of the bunny mask began uh, early, eerily appearing in his life. This is kind of cool. So you want to go back and probably see the quick flip and then the full review of bunny mask number one. This was a really solidly cool book. Um, Andrea Amudi, who did um, the New York Maniac, Maniac of New, New York. York. Maniac of New York. Yep. And again, the style was perfect on it. I absolutely loved the first issue of this. It was really kind of a cool horror thriller. I loved where number one headed. So I couldn't, can't, I'm glad this came out this week. Now that I'm back, I will be sitting down and reading it. I definitely will be doing quick flips of this stuff. But uh, yeah. Yeah, stay tuned for this one. Nice. Might have to trade paperback that one. Norse mythology, Neil Gaiman, P. Craig Russell. Yeah, this is based off the novel. Um, I did the quick flip of, of number one. Uh, I'll be doing number two. Um, I think it was a pretty good adaptation. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm going to continue to pick it up, I think. Um, as long as this quality holds true. So, yep, we're pretty excited to read this one. 
Nice. Beyond the breach. You know, the funny thing is, when I was, uh, people often ask me, what's your earliest memory? And I say, funny thing, I can remember being born. And I remember thinking to myself, what lies beyond the breach? And I just saw these gloved hands come in to grab my head and pull me out. So wow. I can see what lies beyond the breach. Wow. I should sue them for using that title. Unless they had the exact same experience as you. Then, then uh, duallys. Yeah, that's my first memory. I remember seeing these green glove latex hands come in and grab me by my head and just give me a yank. Wow, that shows how old you are because they're not green anymore. Oh, it was 50 years wow, ago. exactly. So, yeah. Well, this is interesting because the, the premise of this one is, and I didn't have this on my list. I happened to look through it when I got there, and it's from Aftershock. Life sucks for Vanessa. Her mother just died, and her boyfriend is cheating on her with oh, her sucks. own sister. Damn. Right? This went dark right away. Uh, to clear her mind, Vanessa is taking the California road trip that she's been dreaming about for years. Obviously, it takes a, a, a definite turn to the dark side, but it's written by Ed Brisson from yeah. uh, Uncanny X-Men Ghost Rider. Uh, you know, old man Logan. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to see where this goes. This is potentially really dark, which could be good. Maybe not, but let's, I want to give it a shot. I think it goes beyond the breach. I bet it does. I bet. I, I just wonder if they have green hands reaching but in. I wonder. Well, there's green on the cover. You know, actually, last week, a book I got last week that I do remember was Noctera number four. Yeah, Nocturne came out last week. Four or five, I wonder. I can't get it. Whatever, the new issue of Nocturne came out. Man, that book just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. You have yeah. have you read it or not? Well, I didn't read Probably not. I didn't read last week's, but I did right. get caught up right before we had left. Yeah. And that is a really good series. Yeah. Nocturne just keeps getting better. Scott Snyder, Tony Daniel. I can definitely recommend that. Oh, and Geiger as well came out. Yeah, Geiger and Noctera came out the same week, and I was like, oh, man, you're killing me, Smalls. Hence why you got oh. five books. Exactly. And Geiger was great, too. Jeff Johns and uh, Gary Frank bringing it had a nice little, I don't know if I'd call it a twist ending, but just, just a little twist kind of in it that just adds another layer to the story they're building and stuff in the world. And I was like, man, that's really cool. I read the first three, and I did a full review, which you guys can go check out. Um, but each one, they hit, you're right. They built on it and there's little twists and little things, each issue that go, Oh, I want to see what they do with that. Oh, I want to see. So it is a very well paced book. And it's just right when you're like, Oh, that's really cool. And anybody who's thinking, ah, I want to jump off. Oh, there's a little hook. Yeah. So for you writers out there, they're, they're doing this the right way. I, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Each one of them could make a, an interesting, I'm trying to think, Geiger, even though it's not over yet, you know, the first story arc, to me, I'd say Geiger falls into a two-hour movie category, but Noctera, to me, seems like it could be more of a series. episodic series. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I, the way uh, it's set I up. think Geiger would make a pretty interesting movie, actually. Yeah, I think the way it's set up, it's more movie-esque, but Noctera, each... Each issue seems more like a uh, episode of a series. Uh, moths. So now this was an interesting, and I did the, a, a quick flip and a full review on this one. This was really a cool concept. I think it's a six-issue miniseries. Um, the first one is um, certain people are born with these abilities, but when they activate, they're they're good for six months and then they die. So they have six months to make a lasting impact if they want on the planet. Can they choose not to activate it? Don't know yet because oh, only I was the gonna first say, issue came out. I was going to say, if I knew that was the deal, I'd be like, never activate that shit until I'm like 80 years old. Yeah. The concept was really cool. I really enjoyed the first uh, issue. Uh, I really want to see where they're going with this. So I, I'm very excited that this came out this week, too. There's some really potentially good books. I'm going to be doing a lot of reading and a lot of videos this week. Nice. 
Barbarella. Barbarella. We all know Jane from based off the Jane Fonda movie. Oh, Jane Fonda. Uh, <laughs> but you know, she it was good at the time. And this is a Perillo cover. Oh, Michael's on. I know, I see. I'm about to pull up. Howdy ho, nerds. Well, thank you, Michael. I Howdy take that as a high compliment. So do I. So there. Um, yeah, that's a great cover. That is a fantastic cover. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge Barbarella fan. I did like the a movie for what it was at the time. But, you know, he always puts in a Perillo cover like that for me. So, yeah, I'm going to pick it up and see if it's any good. I'm going to read it. Um, I don't always read just because they're Perillo covers, like some of the Vampirella stuff. I just love the covers. But anyway, this I am going to read. And she's got nice boobages showing the cleavengers. That's how I read Again, them on my show. Perillo. Boobages. Or boobs. Boobs. And my next door neighbors, the cleavengers. Yeah. Um, Helm Greycastle, again, you all know I don't play the game or anything like that, but it was been a fun, pretty interesting story. The artwork has been solid. I know Andy just flipped yeah, the art does. It's different art than the cover. Not not saying against the cover, just saying that if you're not familiar with the book, this is a variant cover, so the art on the inside is different. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, the, the story's been good, so... I'm going to, I think it's a mini series also. So I'm going to, you know, read this to its natural conclusion and keep it on the list. There you go. Dynamite lives. Yep. Now that one, I wound up picking up uh, the first one because again, thank you, Perillo made me get another uh, cover and it was kind of interesting. So I, I decided to pick up number two and see if it continues. You know, it's kind of there, you know, zombie kind of thing. It's, it was kind of interesting. So I'm giving it a shot. We're going to see if I'll continue this one or not. Nice. Captain Harlock. Now, I did do a quick flip and a full review of this one. You can check it out. This I thoroughly enjoyed more than I thought I would. It really does harken me back to um, Star Blazers, now called oh, Battleship yeah. Yamato. The characters are similar. Um I mean, the uh, art is fantastic. It is. It's like it just, it's literally like it just came off the TV screen with the style of the, the animation of the cartoon. The artist on the inside of the book is really matching it perfectly. It's great. It is. I, we called it Japanimation back in the day. It's manga now, but you literally, it is like Dude, you're right. They pull it right off. Why do you have to pull racist stuff on our show? What are you talking about? Japanimation? Yeah, that was an actual term. If we get a strike because you said that, hey, when you were out of town, I hope you masked up because I don't need to be catching a woo flu from you right away. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, you were out of town for two weeks. I don't Not need a the, chance in hell. I don't need the woo flu flying. I didn't even bring a mask with me, you son of a. Yay, Tarna, the last Terrakian. The final issue of. Uh, the heavy metal one comes to an end. I cannot wait. They gave us 30 full pages on this one. Can't wait to see how it ended. I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this story. Now, not everybody does. I have. The one thing, it just, it's, what issue number is this? Is it uh, that's six. Six. Yep. Six issues, but there's been three artists, and that just kind of bothers me. If you know you're doing a six-issue miniseries, you should try to plan it far enough in advance to where you can have one artist draw all six. Or if you're going to bounce like that between artists, have their styles match up a little better. Now, I will say the artists that they've had on this series are all great. You know, they're, they're good artists. So kudos for getting good artists to do it. But for a six-issue series, you couldn't just have one artist do the whole thing. And then let me ask your opinion on this. I don't read it, but um, I did see, I think, in issue five. Is it issue five where she puts on that spacesuit looking thing right there? And I think, oh, yeah, we would have been the one right before this. And I know people, I saw some people blowing up online about heavy metal, losing their edge because they put clothes on her compared to what she regularly wears, which is very skimpy. You know, and I'm like, well, I mean, 
it was part of the story. I think, and I haven't read it. So if it's part of the story, I think it works. And I don't look at, like, I don't look at what <clears throat> Tarna generally wears, say from issue one, two, whatever, as a uniform. I just look at it as clothing that she changes. Whereas Captain America, Superman, Batman, those to me are iconic uniform right. slash costume. Or sometimes she has her outfit or sometimes right. she has nothing. And sometimes she's naked. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really see the big whoop about her. But once again, I'm not totally I enjoyed uh, immersed the story. in it. Yeah, so you I know. guess as long as it works with the story, then who gives a crap? Right. I mean, it's not like Captain Marvel, you know, when she was Miss Marvel and, you know, they had her in her great outfits with the sash and everything oh, like yeah. that. And then they... They gave her the, the the butch mohawk haircut and then clothed her up from from neck to toe and you're like yeah okay yeah it's, it's still her pancaked her boobies and everything I know how could you do I that I know to but this has been fun I can't wait to see it but if heavy metal is does watch this video let us know why you have different art especially on a six issue like miniseries yeah just why I, why, I, why would you not that is a great point my default answer is scheduling. Yep. They scheduled it. They they put it out. The first artist on the book uh, couldn't meet the deadlines, and they were like, "All right, look, we got to move on and get a different artist because we got to keep." Has this actually been coming out monthly, or is it late? Do you know what I mean? Has it been six months? Is this like it, the it's six close? If it if it has been late, it's been slightly late because right. I I haven't followed it that closely well, in terms of their schedule. We're we're in July, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first issue came out. 2021 not last year yeah let's it, say was it, either, it was in december january yeah so it yeah. so look if six issues comes out comes out and like we don't know but if six issues come out over the course of six months it's on time if it's seven or eight months that's close enough to be honest that's close enough so my since thing you is, asked what does it say look at that december 16th 2020 so okay, so we're we're into July, so eight months. Yep. So it was December, January, February, March, April, and then wow, May, June, May and July. June. So so, they, so they, the last issue, it is thirty pages. Yeah. So it's bigger, but I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they had to bounce artists because of schedule, and in that regard, then you need to do a better job scheduling your stuff to give the artist enough lead time so you can have one artist draw the whole thing. But on the flip side, at least it wasn't that late, say, right. like G.I. Oh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Snake Eyes. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean. I got, which, by the way, Snake Eyes came out last week, too. It was the final issue of, uh, it was called Dead Game, wasn't it? Yeah, I obviously haven't even, I just um, ran yesterday and got all my books for the last two weeks. So I haven't even had a chance to look at it. But Rob did this thing where he laid out the whole issue or penciled the whole issue, and he had different artists ink different pages throughout the whole book. What you know, if it was a single page, one artist inked that single page. If it was a double page spread, one artist inked the double page spread. I thought it was awesome seeing these different artists because not all of them. In fact, most of the guys that worked on it aren't just anchors they're all artists in their own right you know they do their own penciling inking as well and i thought the combination of seeing these guys like art to bear dan fraga dan panosian neil adams inked the great two-page spread uh ryan otley of invincible fame did a fantastic two-page spread uh different guys inked it i think it was worth the wait because of that I thought it was a great issue seeing these different artists uh, ink over Rob's pencils. I'm just hurt that I wasn't one of them, but I'm oh. over it now. I know. I'm a little bit sometimes. Uh, death life. So this was an interesting one because number three appeared in my poll, and I'm like, ah, this looks like something I'd give a shot, but I didn't get one and two. So I don't know where, what happened with this one. We went and looked, and one and two aren't available, so... They're and not. They are not available through Diamond. So I am going to be hunting because it looks kind of interesting. eBay. Yep. That I may wind up eBaying it. Or, you know, we got a convention this weekend, a little one. Maybe, maybe somebody will have one there. So I'm going to look before I go uh, I go shopping online. There so I'm go. curious, but I just wanted to show if anybody anybody's out there heard of this, let me know. 
um, you know, and I'll check some of the other shops around the area too. There you go. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Now this one I had put on an order, but there was a special cover, and I'm just going to show you. Hold that on. is a pretty cool cover. Hold on, I get the mouse over there. For I know. But check out this variant. Oh, oh give me a second. It's hard I to know. see a mouse from back here. These old eyes. These old eyes are mine. Come on, old man. I am. I'm clicking. There it is. Just check out that cover. Look at the booty on that girl. That is just an absolutely Ooh. beautiful picture. I hope the story's good too. It's a three-issue miniseries. Um, but yeah, that cover, I remember seeing the uh the ad for it and i'm like absolutely i'm getting it the main cover looks really good but you know this gigantic awesome looking woman sitting there that is just a perfect virgin cover oh i like it just because of that yeah see even mike says it's cool oh does he now he well, does look at that i'll even show that damn it, i lost my mouse again there it is i'm always losing my mouse if you know what i mean I think for some reason it's not your battery's dying or something. Nope. Wow. See? That's cool. No, it's not the battery. It's what it's sitting on. It's sitting on my iPad. Who needs a story with assets like that? AAT, baby. That's right. AAT. So, anyway, the art looks great on the inside. So, I will definitely be doing a quick flip, um, probably a full review um, of the first one. And it's only a three issue miniseries. So, it's probably worth a Worth a show. You'll know if the quick flip is before or after if he, he read it. It's after if the pages stick together. That, Just that, that, that is true. Then I have to get a second issue. Well, I would go buy one of those. Then. That's right. Yeah. Cherry um, Blackbird. So we need to give a shout out to uh, one of our, our regulars. Um, he wound up giving us um, two copies. He sent it to us. And it right. was Pop Culture. Yep, pop culture Avenger. Avenger. So we had talked about this because everybody was sold out around here, and I couldn't get my my uh, issue of Cherry Blackbird. He was on one of our streams, found out that we couldn't get him here. The guys that were had done it were there, and um, that he had actually was able to get us copies, and he sent us copies of. Uh, Cherry Blackbird, and then um, the other one is a drywall unzipped, which was really cool. Um, this was a totally, and I'm so glad he did. That's why I'm giving you a, a shout out because the story behind this is really neat. Now, this is definitely for mature audiences only. Um, Rockstar Cherry Blackbird sold her soul for fame. Now, at the age of 26, time is running short. The day she turns 27, she'll be dragged to hell. So she sold her soul to the devil. But Cherry is not one to go quite quietly. The devil tasks her with collecting uh, the seven demonic souls that have escaped from the abyss. And it's really graphic because I read this. I loved it. Um, and he says, basically, it's the seven deadly sins have escaped the hell in forms of demons if she can basically she's got one year before her soul gets dragged to hell and they number the days if she can capture all seven of the sins and put them back in hell then he will spare her eternal damnation this is just a pretty interesting concept i love it i thought the artwork was solid in it it is definitely down dirty Great! I'm going to do a full um, review on this uh, because this was just a great issue. Um, so anyway, thank you once again, Pop Culture, for sending it. So that was awesome. Dragging her straight to hell. Yep. Oh my. Oh <laughs> my. Just saying, if you're dragging her straight to hell. Yep. That gets an oh my. Yep. So. And then lastly, hold on. And this was the other one he sent us. And this one, I'm going to be honest, I was not all that familiar with. Um, Drywall Unzipped. Um, it's the full color origin of Scud's Zippered Sidekick. Um, no plot uh, summary sells this book. It said, so, you know, you just kind of need to experience it. So it's about Scud. Um, 
And this character makes his debut, apparently, in Scud 13. I was not all that familiar with this book. So anyway, kudos for sending this. I got it. it this was a fun book. I was not familiar with the universe at all and what had been created. But it is something I'm going to look in. So once again, I appreciate it. There you go. Now it's time to talk. Chris Pratt blows it up in the Tomorrow War. Da, da, da. I had no idea that this movie was getting heat when I when I decided to watch this. Getting heat? It was getting say? heat from people. Apparently, it, on multiple sides. Other sides of the aisle. One likes it, one doesn't. And I didn't know this when I watched it. I just sat down and watched a movie. And then I found out afterwards there's a whole bunch of crap going on. So I've been unplugged for two weeks. So it's Chris Pratt starring in a movie that is made, produced Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. If you don't, you can just you know pay the rental fee, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, the basic story is it takes place uh, today, you know, 2021, and uh, 30 years in the future, there's a war against these aliens, and the human race is losing. So they create this time travel, you know, time machine to send uh, people back to recruit uh, current day people to go fight this war. Military and civilians. Military and Chris Pratt is an ex-military guy. He's now a high school science teacher. Yes, yeah, high school. Yeah. Yep. Dan, who's named Dan Forrester. Dan Forrester, high school science teacher by day, kick-ass future warrior by night. Um, no, seriously though, it's uh it stars Chris Pratt. It stars, oh my God, I'm blanking on the woman that plays his wife, but I love her. Uh, 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 oh, the from, from The Hunt. Yeah, from The Hunt. What's her name there? Uh, Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin from The Hunt. And, we loved her in The Hunt. Oh, and she's also from uh, the Netflix uh, wrestling show, uh, Glow. Glow. She was great in Glow. She was fan and you got to see her naked in Glow, so two thumbs up there. Um I've got no problem saying that because I'm a man, and if you're hot, I would give you kudos, and she's hot. Uh, and she's just awesome on screen. So she plays his wife. He has a nine-year-old little daughter in the movie. Um, uh, he gets drafted. Actually, did he get drafted, or did I see that? No, he, see, he got drafted. Okay. Um, and he's determined to save the, the world for his young daughter. So Damn, he winds up right. teaming up with a brilliant scientist, Yvonne Strahovski, which as soon as even my wife, so my wife and daughter watched the movie with me, and she goes, oh, it's Chuck's girl. Yep. That's what she remembers him from, yep. who's also really hot. I've always loved She's her. She was fantastic in Chuck, one of our kind of favorites, and I'm glad to see her in something, and she was great in this. And then his estranged father, J.K. Simmons. Awesome. He was he looked Buff as shit in this right. movie, too, dude. And, and that was not digital. That man has been working out, maybe for this role, maybe for the farmer insurance commercial, but he was great. Well, you know, he did work out for Commissioner Gordon. Oh. And I don't know the time frame of actually when this was filmed because, because you know, you see the Commissioner Gordon, but then after that was um, – Endgame, or no, after that was the second Spider-Man movie where he showed up as J. Jonah Jameson again. He, even though you only saw his face, he just didn't have it in the neck either. So right. I, I'm a little confused with the timing of when this movie was filmed, but yeah, he was jacked. Yeah, even his neck, like you said, you see it coming down on there, and he he, he was buff. And one of my favorite actors, uh, Sam Richardson, was in it, and he plays... He's uh, he plays this he plays Charlie. He plays Charlie. No, I know that, but I'm trying to describe his character. And I'll, let me just show this stream. He's this guy right here. Um, oh, you can't see what I'm doing. He's this guy right here. And he is more known for humorous type roles. So his character, I thought, I thought he was just playing the role he usually plays, to be honest. Kind of the comedic sidekick type guy. Yeah. But he played it so well. 
He had some great lines. He so um, he was the comic relief in this. Yeah. Now the the cool thing is, unlike Black Widow, so both of them had their humor, you know, trying to alleviate right. moments. In Black Widow, some of them fell deaf, some of them were were good. The his humor in this landed almost every time but it wasn't also overly overly used but he was really good the, the stuttering he gets stuttered when he looking oh, yes. and so the guy that you see on uh, on the left on that uh picture kind of pull it up i'll show you yeah you gotta see that so that's edwin hodge he plays dorian on the left this guy he right is here. awesome he's ex-military he's 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 got a limited life for a reason, and he's there to to go out in a blaze of glory and try and help the man. He was great. Yvonne was fantastic in her role. Chris Pratt was great, and then yeah, I absolutely love Sam Richardson. I thought he was uh, uh, absolutely fantastic. We won't give spoilers away from besides what was in the trailer because you should watch it. Um, cause there's some, some you know, some you cool twists. there's some cool twists. You definitely have to suspend your belief. I mean, any movie these days you go into it knowing, yeah, this shit's not going to happen. Even mission impossible with some of the stunts they do in those, you know, that no, that's not going to happen. Um, but there are things that you would like to think about more like, uh, these, you know, they take basically modern day, the weapons they take aren't from the future right no yeah they take modern day guns it's aliens that they fight so i mean that's not a big deal but what's cool is the the design of the aliens was cool because that's the thing with so many movies out there now when it comes to being a creature designer if somebody comes up like we need a new different type of alien you're kind of like oh because there's so many out there Really nice job, I thought. I thought the aliens looked unique. Yeah, um, the weapons that they take are, for any of you Stargate fans out there, um, they were like the P90s from the series. You know, they're some of the best that we have, the best ammo and stuff the like thing that, is, and they're good. But did, did it? Tell me if I'm wrong, but did it fall into the category, once again, of, wow, those guns just don't run out of ammunition? Well, they, they, they do make a comment on there, and you see the mags, and, you know, they're, they're seeing them. So they're on there. And now we were just making a comment because I wound up watching it twice. And then my wife and daughter literally just made the comment, wow, those things don't run out of ammo. <laughs> and then you see the girl, one of those others, she pulls down because she's out of ammo. Right. So you don't see her reloading it, but you, 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 you do. do. I'm like, okay. They, they just don't make it a, a, a point of exaggerating point. Okay. But it, the movie, some of the criticism that I've already heard, which, you know, when you're coming out with a sci-fi movie, good luck coming up with something totally original because right. most everything's been done. But really it is Starship Troopers is exactly what I kind of thought about this movie. Yeah, you know, Buenos Aires, they mentioned, I'm like, oh, at least Buenos Aires survived, uh, you know, this movie, unlike right. Starship Troopers, where that was the first one wiped out. Uh, um, it is, it's a good bug killing type of a movie. It's got the horror of Alien, and the aliens are kind of a mixture of the xenomorphs from Alien in combination yeah. with The Quiet Place. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. You know, that's a, that's but they're kind of unique. They, 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 you know, they've got some well, interesting property. This is a this. I don't consider this a spoiler. There's a queen. So if you think about bee colonies and the queen, or even ants and the queen, protect the queen, blah blah blah. There's kind of that aspect to it. Um, you know, I there. Yeah, there there are a couple twists. I just I don't want to say it's, they are. it's again very much like Starship Troopers from that aspect of it. There's a little bit of Prometheus, for those of you yeah. that are fans of the alien. The Prometheus, you know, because they've got this interesting um, finding that they do that kind of harkens back to that. Um, yeah, so it, they do. They kind of take out, you know, they have to travel in time. So it's dealing with, you know, the time travel going through a vortex. It's really cool how they teleport it's kind of like Stargate again. So right. now there's another reference to another sci-fi. Well, what I was going to say is it's, I really think it could have been 
a big screen, you know, theatrical type movie, you know, because honestly, there's nothing, you know, it, it has all the elements of a big theatrical release. And I actually right. rank it up there, not necessarily rank it in my score, what I'm going to grade it as. But visually, it's just as good as any of the Jurassic Parks that Chris Pratt's been in. <laughs> uh, hey, Dennis, how I, many I more sci-fi references can you squeeze into the review? Just keep watching. Uh, I'm sure I'll come up with some more. You come up with more. Uh, I thought it was very Blade Runner. And uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it was Demolition Man. No, just kidding. Um, yeah. King no. Kong, maybe. No, not really. It, um, it, it's got elements of, of, of a lot of different It does. But I mean, look, a it, lot of it's hard these days to come up with an original concept. But this concept was really cool how they did it because it isn't a blatant ripoff. They've got elements of all these different things because almost anything, if you and I sat down tonight and said, let's make up this sci-fi, no matter what we come up with, somebody's going to go, oh, the thing, right. oh, this. Oh, it's that. And, and it's true because, but their concept and how they executed around it was well, very well done. One thing I thought was cool, and this is kind of a spoiler, but it's not huge. All the people they recruit to send into the future, you know, remember they send them 30 years in the future. All the people they recruit to send into the future die before that 30 year mark because, because they to can't send in. Say, 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 Chris Pratt's character, who you find out in the movie, dies within like seven or eight years of present day. Well, if he was alive 30 years from now, you can't risk sending him there and coming in contact with himself. Because of paradox, which would be back to the future or right. the butterfly effect, depending so, on, on so, which scientific theory of time travel that you kind so of. So, in a way, with. it sucks because you're kind of like. And, you know, he even asked, like, well, how do I die? And they're like, well, we can't tell you that. <laughs> They'll tell you when. Just, just They'll tell how. you when. They just won't tell you how. So it kind of sucks because you're like, well, I'm getting drafted to go fight in this war where the chances are very slim that you come back in the first place because at the time they go in 30 years in the future, oh, there's not billions of people left on the planet. There's not millions of people left on the planet. I think they said there's like 500,000 500,000 left. There's 500,000 people left on the planet in 30 years when they go fight. So your chances of coming back are slim. But if you do come back, you're done. Your tour of duty's done. You don't get recruited to go your back tour again. Tour duty is seven days, 168 seven days. hours. Seven days is your tour of duty. If you make it back alive, there's no going back again unless you volunteer to. Right. So Chris Pratt comes back. And this is where the movie actually turns and, and gets, you know, it gets better. I don't want to say it gets good because it was good up until this point, but obviously he's the star. So he makes it back. But then you realize if you make it back, you're like, well, shit, I still die in eight years, nine years, 10 years, whatever. And they right. won't even tell me how, so I can try to avoid it. So, again, if we break this movie out into three acts like we've been doing, you know, well, recently. Like, yeah. So the beginning act is the intro, and it's just a really cool, and you see it in the trailer. You know, they're in a soccer game. All of a sudden, this vortex opens up. They come out and address the people, letting them know we're here from the future because if we don't step up, Earth's doomed. It is just an absolutely really cool beginning, and it was well done. Act two means we're, we're sending you back or forward in time 30 years. Act and two is the conflict, like baby, the yeah. conflict. And it was very well done. I, I really enjoyed it. And you're right. The special effects were big budget. Like, again, if you kind of compare it with Starship Troopers, far superior in well, terms of – Well, I wouldn't of, compare – you, you got to compare it to a movie current day. You can't compare it to a 25, 20-year-old yeah, No, 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 no. But, but even Starship Troopers, when it came out – the special effects oh, yeah. were a notch below due to budgetary reasons. Right, right, right. This does not have those constraints. Yeah. Um, and it did. It felt and it looked like uh, a big screen movie. And I, I, I like Act 2 was really solid. The conflict was enjoyable. Um, and then Act 3, this there's a twist in there. And then they're, they wind Act up three. having to... Act, try and wrap well, things up. Act, act, three, twist. act three is the conclusion, like everything. But I will say it felt rushed. I'll say the third act felt rushed with how they wrapped it up. I still uh, recommend I still recommend watching it. Yeah. 
but I think it felt a little rushed. But all in all, so my wife and, and daughter and I, we watched it. It wasn't too uh, male machismo for your daughter? No, actually, everybody enjoyed it. Well, I you mean, know, come on, Susie likes Chris they, they He's, he's they, a hunk of a man. Right. Well, yeah, and, she, and, of course, you have your gratuitous, I'm taking my shirt off. It, right. Which, guys, stop emailing us asking us to take our shirts off. We're not doing gratuitous stuff on this show. No, that's Andy's morning show. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, great. Let's just give it a grade. Uh, I'll straight up 8-0. I'll give it an 8-0. 8 out of 10. And just like um, our movie on, on Monday when we were we were discussing Oh, my God. Are we, are we going to be far off? No, we're not. We are actually dead on. I'm also giving this an 8-0. But like the first movie... Black Widow, we didn't discuss this beforehand. We we're just going to nope. save everything for, for the show. I also came out with an 8-0. This is a movie where I've seen it twice now. Once was because I knew we were going to talk about it. So I had my phone, and I'm watching it, driving back from Wisconsin. I was in the passenger seat watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. I really do want to see this on the big screen. And I'm glad my daughter and wife said, let's watch it. So I'm glad we did. It was worth the second watch. I enjoyed it. I may or may not wind up owning this movie in the long run, but it was definitely worth two watches. So I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. So there you go. That's our uh, movie we, review. What I'm going to do is just find out, because I know – a lot of people I heard was were ripping on Chris Pratt after I watched it the first time. And the, the critics, the professional critics on Rotten Tomatoes did not like it. They gave it a 54%. Boom. And, you know, I'm looking at some of... Sissy babies. Some of the reviews, and it doesn't look like they're ripping on the movie. They're ripping on... Chris Pratt, from what I'm seeing, seeing which didn't make a lot of sense because I thought he was very, very good in the movie. The audience, however, is really close to us. They're giving it currently right now a 79%. So damn right. A 7.9. So it's really close to where we're at. That's right. So yeah, the audience liked it. It was a solid movie. Good for Amazon for picking this one up. Um, enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm, I'm glad. It wasn't a home run. But it was a, a good, solid triple. That's right. It was. Um, we will be back on Friday around 4 o'clock. We'll chat a little uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, Loki season finale. We'll chat a little Loki season finale as well. Uh, hey, great movie. There you go. You know it. Uh, yes. So, yeah. So, we'll be back Friday. Talk a little Loki season finale. Lo little... Uh, Superman and Lois, maybe some more comic book stuff. Even more reason to like it if the critics don't like Chris Pratt. Exactly. Totally in agreement. And I'm just like, well, you know, because God forbid you make a movie where the dad is a good role model and they're still married and he wants to save his daughter and he wants to protect his family and his wife is like, okay, go do what you got to do you know, and stands by his side and stuff. You can't make a movie like that anymore. If this were a Disney movie, dad would have been a drug user who abandoned the family. The mother would have been raising the girl by herself, and she would have been the one who would have gone in there, and and which would have been... She would have been drafted in, and, and the dad would have come back and had to take care of the kid doing his best yes. to clean his act up while... Uh, the, the mother go exactly yeah but but that would be the disney version of this movie what we got was a good solid action film that was mostly completely coherent although there were a few of the scientific stuff i might disagree well, with yeah. a little bit yeah, like but, time travel yeah well no but even with that but needless to say go go watch that and then who do we got Monday on the show? Monday, we are going to be interviewing uh, a pal of mine I've known for years, Daryl Banks. If that name rings a bell, Daryl Banks worked on Green Lantern in the mid-90s. He was the guy that created uh, or co-created Kyle Rainier with writer Ron Mars. And he worked on Green Lantern for, uh, geez, I want to say at least six or seven years. Had a strong run on the book. And uh, so we're going to be interviewing Daryl Banks on Monday. Uh, 
He's a Morales Republican bad boy now, so boo boo, cancel him. Yeah, that's morals. Those guys. Morals. Oh wait, it's not Morales. That it's would set. be Spider Man. No, that's not spelled <laughs> right, is it? Sure. No, would Morales yeah. be M O R A L S? No, it's right. It's not Morales. He's a morals Republican. He is. He is immoral. We'll take out the S and just got a moral. There problem. you go. Anyhow, what a great way to uh, oh, one more comment to end the show. Me screwing up a word. A second movie could be aliens from the ship coming back looking for their missing buddies. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. From what I've heard, what I've read, it looks like a sequel is a go with the same director, same writer, same yes. cast is coming back. This is what I heard. So originally, I heard last week a sequel was being talked about. And then I read that a sequel is on deck. Uh, spell check, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, a sequel will be happening, so who knows? I'm sure Qu Chris Pratt has a busy schedule, uh, so it'll probably be uh, nice, yes. I would assume a sequel will hopefully hit theaters in 2023. A couple years from now, that's generally the time frame of sequel. So yeah, yeah. They, they they did leave it up potentially for oh, a sequel. Yeah, they did because of with the aliens in there yeah. or the aliens aliens, which I, I'm not going to say anymore because it will spoil it. That's right. That is kind of interesting. Again, think Prometheus. But anyway, right. um, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Hopefully, it's as good as this one. Yep. So, guys, join us Friday at 4 o'clock. Join us Monday at 6 o'clock for our interview with Daryl Banks. He'll be taking questions and all that fun stuff. So, uh, until then, guys, uh, you don't have to. You know, guys, we yep. try to do a good show, but really, no standing applause. You don't have to do that. We're going to go grab some pizza. We'll see you guys on Friday at 4 o'clock. Until then, hang loose, hang tough, and bye, guys. Bye, everybody. We're out.